the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. And this episode is going to be a new series. And it's a series that's going to be a little maybe controversial. It depends on the person. What's it going to be called? An Ayurvedic look at violence. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. And today we're going to be talking about actually a book that uh, we... uh, been hearing a lot about on YouTube, and also there's been a lot of people doing podcasts on it, and the book is called When Violence is the Answer, and it's written by Tim Larkin, and so Tim Larkin is a retired or uh, ex-Navy SEAL, and he he wrote a book basically on how to be how to do self defense. Yes. And now I want to go in why we're talking about this book versus all the other self defense books out there is because he has what I consider the best way of dealing with attackers. Mm-hmm. So uh, as if you've ever listened to some podcasts before from us, uh, I come from a background actually I come from a family of law enforcement. I come from the background of being in the military and also from law enforcement. Uh, working uh, I was SWAT leader for a while. I was SWAT trainer. And when I left law enforcement and opened up my personal training studio, I started dealing with people that had been victims of crimes. And I always hated how all the martial arts people would teach you how to do all these weird moves that took forever to learn and most of the time they didn't work. Not to say that martial arts don't work, it's that for self-defense a lot of times they do not work and you have to train and train and train and then with that though is when you go to the dojo you're taught to stop before creating an injury. Yes. So there's all these rules about not causing injury. Yes. About uh, sparring. Yes. And sparring is a lot different than an actual street fight. Yes. <laughs> sparring is a lot different than getting in a bar room in a bar fight. And a bar room fight is also a lot different than being attacked and for your and actually trying to protect your either from being raped. Yes. Kidnapped or killed. And so there's different ways, different levels of how you look at things in the world of violence. Exactly. It's all it's all about the context, right? The context is a word that we've used a lot on this podcast because that's part of how Ayurveda looks at things, right? You don't you don't just you don't have rules that are independent of the context, right? So I think that's where you're, that's yep. what you're talking yep. about, right? Yep. It's the context. A bar fight has different context than, you know, a, a woman. Being in some, a dojo. Exactly. Yep. Protecting herself from yep. rape or 
you know, some people being in a dojo, doing whatever yep. they are doing over there. Yep. So, <laughs> so, so content is very important. Context. Context is very important when you're dealing with things. Exactly. The context defines the content. Yep. You like and, that? Very nice. And I know in, in the Ayurveda world, in the yoga world now, mm -hmm. uh, even though I practiced yoga ever since I was 14, I was still taught that you had to always protect yourself. You had to know how to deal with issues so you never uh, were put in a situation where you could be harmed. Yes. And I know that violence is not something you talk about usually when you're talking about yoga or Ayurveda. Yes, actually, uh, it's a... Uh... The whole thing in that commodity world is non-violence. Violence is like, oh my God, get away from me. You don't understand. You are not a good person. It's all about non-violence. Yep. But what is non-violence? That's the thing. Yep. And, uh, and what is violence? Yes. So when they're talking about non-violence, they're actually pretty much saying that they're going, they want to be a victim. Well, they re yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's in a, in a reductionistic way. So, yeah, but, but actually the key is, what you're saying, is uh, making them into a victim. Yes, uh, because if you don't think, if you don't train, and you're not aware, you can become a victim, and all of a sudden you're involved in some sort of violence. Exactly. Where if you know violence and you train for awareness, you can literally stay away from violence. Yes. So by knowing violence, you can actually be nonviolent. Exactly. That's, that's the key. By understanding the principles of violence, you know, what is violence? What are the principles of violence? Why is violence happening? When is violence happening? You know, someone eating meat, that's not violence, <laughs> right? So by, by recognizing the big picture the, and also having, being able to identify those principles in each different context, that's knowledge that gives you power and actually makes you the true person of practicing non-violence, actually practicing ahimsa. Yep. You can only practice ahimsa if you know what it takes to practice ahimsa. Yep, it's an old uh, Viking quote yeah. or North quote. North, is, uh, yeah, North, is, yeah. Uh, do you remember how it goes? Yes, it says that, uh, well, now I'm going to paraphrase, but it says something along the lines of you can't truly call yourself peaceful unless you are capable of great violence. If you are not capable of violence, you are not peaceful. You are harmless. Yes. And so in order to be ahimsa, yeah. you have to actually be able to be violent. Exactly. If you're not able to be violent, then you're just, you're harmless. Exactly. So ahimsa is only something that a weak 
person would actually say yes trying to keep people weak to keep people weak actually yeah or a manipulative guru would preach in order to make and keep people weak is that subtle enough i think so sort of like child's pose <laughs> exactly exactly so it's all about what defines us this goes into what ayurveda says that what defines us is the choices we make moment to moment it's not it's not actually what we we are doing but it's why we are doing what we are doing why we are choosing certain things if you if you choose to be peaceful because you are afraid or because you feel weak if you choose not to take that action that's actually not being peaceful that actually turns you into a troll a, yeah yeah exactly a troll a victim a whatever you know uh just a random follower passive aggressive passive aggressive actually yes yes that's very correct and, a and there is a lot of anger trapped inside. That's not ahimsa. That's why Swami Vivekananda said, watch your thoughts. It's not about what, you know, you are eating, mm -hmm. because he was being attacked a lot about it. It's about what you're thinking. Yeah. And if you're thinking good... Yeah. Because you are strong. Exactly. You don't think about hurting people. You exactly. actually become more gentle. Exactly. Because you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have that anger inside because you know that you can handle yourself. Exactly. And you know that you're aware of the situation. So when things change, mm -hmm. you can literally help yourself. And more importantly, you can help others. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what also Tim Larkin emphasizes a lot in his book. He actually makes a point of giving examples of people that were capable of great bodily harm, yep. <laughs> great violence, and we are choosing not to do it as opposed to other people. Yes. So, so let's... Uh... Take, Take a, break, a break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And we're back, and we're going to be talking basically just a little bit about his first chapter. Yes. And that's where the rest of this will go in next week and the week after type things. So the first chapter was basically an introduction of why, who he is, and why he's teaching this, and what you should be getting out of it. Yes. So right off the bat, he talks about uh, there's a lot of people out there that nobody even knows about. Yep. Uh, that are working daily to keep everyone protected. Yes. And I think that that's one of the things that makes most of society stop 
worrying about things. Mm -hmm. Complacent. They say. become complacent yep. because they believe that it's not going to happen to them. Yeah. Because there's so many there, because it hasn't. Yes. And law enforcement, military, uh, security. There's so many different people out there that are literally getting bad guys off the street mm -hmm. in order to protect the good people. Yeah. But they're not everywhere. And that's, that's where the issue is, is yeah. uh, people get complacent. Exactly. Because, because uh, uh, we tend, I'm going to go to Ayurveda, right? We tend to operate from memory and we make assumptions and uh, we, we tend to choose what we want to think about based on comfort, right? So Ayurveda says there is so much that goes on around us that we are not aware of because it's not part of our memory. Yes. And so, thank goodness, actually, most people feel that this will never happen to them because it hasn't happened to them. Because there is that barrier, right? There is that buffer of kind of separating good guys and bad guys, mm -hmm. right? But it doesn't mean that it's not part of life. And if it has happened to other people, it can happen to us. Anything that has happened before can happen, can again. happen again. And history teaches that. So by us actually recognizing that it's a, it's a fact of life, it's part of life, and starting to address it, to prepare for it uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, what it's doing is it give, it's giving us more knowledge and then we are going to end up fearing it less and should it ever happen, we are prepared. People fear that which they do not understand. Yes. But if you keep not understanding not studying, you will continue to fear it. And all it's doing, it's, it's making you a victim, more likely, when time comes, as opposed to making you able to contribute and actually protect not just yourself, but others. Yes, so it makes you a better human being exactly. in your community. Exactly, exactly. It's, a, it's all about knowledge. So I know that he's going to be talking throughout the book about basically two different things. Mm -hmm. And this, again, is one of the reasons why I like the concept that he brings out mm -hmm. more than what a lot of the other self-defense gurus talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, the they, have, uh, they have some, a lot of guruism in them. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so the first thing he talks about is basically awareness. Yes. And situational awareness is huge. Yes. And that's one of the main things that I like to always teach mm -hmm. whenever I was talking to people mm -hmm. about uh, crimes. Yes. And the other thing he talks about is keep it simple. Yes. Uh, exactly. So you know simple movements yes. that take care of an issue if you get into that issue. Exactly. But overall, if you are paying attention to your surroundings, yes. you're at least likely to be a victim. Yeah. And I know that in for law enforcement, for crime prevention, I'll talk crime prevention first, is you want to keep your house 
where a bad guy drives by, looks at it and says, oh, there's an easier house to target a down the road. Mm -hmm. Now for the, the block, you want to keep the block where the bad guy looks at the whole block and mm -hmm. says, oh, I don't want to hit this block because of yep. whatever reason. Yep. So they go to another block. Mm -hmm. For us as a uh, the island, yeah. uh, it was like we want to chase the bad guys to go to another city to yep. do crime. So they don't come to this city yes. to do crime. They go someplace else. Exactly. So it's always about pushing the bad guy away from a certain area, and yep. that's through awareness by yep. people knowing what's going on. Uh, most people thought if you put up a grime, uh, I'm a, uh, this is a... Oh, neighborhood watch. Yeah, uh, a sign that yeah. everything would be fine. That was yeah. the first thing everybody always asked for. Put up a neighborhood watch sign. And for bad guys, they see that and they say, oh, yeah, there's nothing going on in this neighborhood because that's the only thing the neighborhood wanted. Exactly. Actually, the ones that don't have signs are usually the ones that are a lot more aware. Exactly. So, exactly. so as a city, you want to push bad guys away. Mm -hmm. As a county, you want to push bad guys away. As a state, you want to push them further away. So you're just trying to get the bad guys further and further away from each person. Exactly. And it's and it's all it it's all about what how much you pay attention to and how much you know about the the mental actually the mental game yep. of this and how and much you understand it and it's mostly mental and that's basically all almost all crime is dealt with in a mental way yeah so if you have a strong mind exactly. you can be less likely to be a victim exactly i know that one of the things during interviews uh bad guys don't like people that look them in the eyes mm -hmm. and oh, say yeah. hello to them yep you're being polite mm -hmm. you you recognize that they're a human being mm -hmm. and you can also say what they look like yeah so totally. most bad guys like to do muggings or robberies uh of people that are looking down yep and now especially with the ipad the iphone oh my the god earbuds, now, now it's paradise yep. for the, the uh, they, they don't have to they yep. have, nobody looks at anybody mm -hmm. i know people walk by us and they run into us mm -hmm. when we're sitting outside they run into mm -hmm. walls i actually watched a uh gentleman Couple mm -hmm. days ago, he ran into two different trees. Yes, I walking know. on the phone. Yeah, a lady tripped over a rock. Mm -hmm. People are not aware of their surroundings anymore, which makes them a much easier target of a victim. Exactly, exactly. So it's all and and we are talking we are talking about the mental aspect of this because. If you understand the mental aspect of this, it takes emotions away. That's the whole thing. That's actually the Viking, the, the Norse proverb. It's all about eliminating the emotions by understanding the mental aspect of the whole concept of violence. And uh, that's why also... Tim Larkin's book is so dramatically appealing to me as opposed to any of the other uh, violence uh, or self-defense gurus out there is because it doesn't have as much to do with the physical ability. Yes. It's all about the mental ability. So I don't, I don't have to 
think, well, I'm five one, uh, and you know what what happens when there is somebody who's like a lot bigger, stronger, faster, faster than me. Yes. Right. Yep. It's it takes that away. Yes. So for the most part, it just deletes it completely. Exactly. Now, exactly. now with that, I know that uh, one of the things in law enforcement I dealt with, and I'll mm -hmm. tell you a quick story, is I went to a uh, hotel mm -hmm. where a couple really big guys, mm -hmm. bodybuilders, uh, solid, one and a half of me easily, mm -hmm. uh, were trashing a room, getting drunk, being mm -hmm. stupid. Uh, they, they got in a fight with each other. And we got them down and out of the hotel. We got them into the front mm -hmm. of the uh, the hotel out on the street. And they had to go to jail. And because they kept getting more and more rowdier. And they just had to go to jail. Now, the biggest one looked at me. And I had to look up at him. Uh, and he said, there is no effing yeah. way you're going to put me in jail. Well, if I would have been weak or mm -hmm. if I would have not known what I knew uh, I could have been afraid now mm -hmm. a fear is something it's a and it's emotion yeah exactly and knowledge gets rid of that yep and at the end of it all both of them went to jail mm -hmm. uh, neither one of them walked away they mm -hmm. both went to jail and they both went to jail very quickly mm -hmm. and there was only two of us there Mm -hmm. that put our hands on the bad guys to put them in jail. Mm -hmm. So it's a mindset that you have to create. Mm -hmm. But you can only create it if you train. Yes. If you don't know how to do things, you end up putting your thoughts on, like, oh, I have a gun. Yeah. So I can protect S people with a gun. A and false sense of security. It right? is a false sense of security. I remember also working uh, with a group of uh, jewelers mm -hmm. that... Uh, uh, one of them was, oh, I don't need help. I carry mm -hmm. a gun. And I'm like, yeah, I can see. You have an ankle uh, uh, pistol Pulse, on. Yeah. And so I said, go ahead and grab it. Mm -hmm. And by the time he could get down, I was already over the counter and standing next to him. He couldn't believe how quick it can take somebody to get to him, but how slow he was which is one of the things that we always trained when we taught shoot, don't shoot situations in the academy. Uh, we always taught the, the cat, people going through the police academy, uh, what is quicker, action or reaction? And while they were thinking, we shot them yeah. with paint guns, <laughs> with soap bullets. Yeah. But they didn't, they were unable to, when you have to think of reacting, you're much, much slower. And that's one of the things that Larkins is talking about in this book is by being prepared, you already are into action, even if you don't know you're into action. Exactly. Exactly. The the power of the mind is huge. Huge. I, I actually I'm I'm fascinated by this book, by the Ayurvedic structure of this book. I wonder if he knows. How Ayurvedic his book is. We'll have to send him a text. <laughs> and we'll be right back to talk about why it's Ayurvedic. Stay tuned.
And we're back, and we talked a little bit about why I like the book, yes. and you saying why you like the book is because it's very Ayurvedic. Yes. Why is it very Ayurvedic? <laughs> uh, well, Ayurveda, Ayurveda is all about the, the union of the mind, emotions, and body, right? talks about living in harmony. Mm-hmm. Uh, within our physical body, emotional body, and mental body. And this is like a blueprint. You've always said it's a blueprint. And it's a blueprint. Exactly. Exactly. Ayurveda gives us uh, uh, tools. Ayurveda gives us a bunch of systems because Ayurveda is a system of systems. It's not just a single entity. Gives us a bunch of systems to live in harmony within our body, emotions, and mind, and of course, in, in harmony, in a dynamic balance with our environment, no matter what that is. So, uh, uh, but, but, according to Ayurveda, our mind is more powerful than our emotions, and our emotions are more powerful than our physical body. So Ayurveda says that if we are in a relatively healthy state, our mind can do a lot more than our emotions can do and our body can do, as long as we understand our mind, right? Because in terms of the qualities, our mind is more subtle than our emotions and more subtle than our physical body. And anything that's more subtle than something else within the same context is more powerful. That's why. So understanding our mind gives us a lot more physical power, actually, mm-hmm. as a result. Yes. Because So we don't have to be bigger, faster, stronger than the other person. If our mind is bigger, bigger fast. faster, stronger yeah. than our physical body, we can do a lot more things. Yes. So that's uh, one of the main reasons that this is so Ayurvedic, what he's teaching. Then, should I keep talking? Go ahead. Okay. Yes. <laughs> then the other... <laughs> I don't know, they may have tuned us out by now. But (laughs) the other reason that this is so Ayurvedic is that, back to Ayurveda says, live in a dynamic balance with your environment. How do you do that? By paying attention, constant attention to your environment, Mm -hmm. no matter what that is, and being able to adapt to it. Adapt, not react. Adapt means you are taking action to adapt to it. So the whole situational awareness that he's teaching Uh is extremely Ayurvedic. Because, I mean, the, the essence of Ayurveda is that situational awareness is using your mind using your observational powers to recognize 
what's going on at any given moment in your environment, no matter how rough that environment is, and being able to adapt to it. And it also gives your mind the ability to adapt when it's in a peaceful area and that peaceful area goes rough instantly. Exactly. Because the whole thing is recognizing change. Recognizing change of your baseline. So you observe what your baseline is and you are able to recognize change. And if you are trained mentally to be able to recognize in change, is th- th- that's truly an unfair advantage. Because then you can use that ability exactly. to do whatever you need to do to the bad guy. Yes, yes. And then the other reason... <laughs> and it literally turns the bad guy into the victim. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yep, the yeah. bad guy's thinking you're the victim yes. and they're not afraid of you, but if you have the mental ability they're now the victim yeah and they're afraid of you exactly and that makes them a lot less uh, harmful because they they become powerless yeah once you take their power away once you make them weak mm-hmm. you're now able to be to safe to, yeah exactly to be safe to uh, and that and that is actually the third aspect of what I love about the book in terms of Ayurveda that is actually the path of least harm because and it is ahimsa and that is ahimsa the path of least harm not least resistance the path following the path of least resistance makes you weak makes you a victim as a rule of thumb following the path of least harm is what makes you powerful and great asset for your community and that's what Ayurveda talks about exactly thriving that's the that's the concept of thriving that's the concept of thriving because there is always going to be obstacles there is always going to be challenges they we are supposed to have obstacles and challenges but the more we know the more we can follow the path of least harm and that's what he's teaching when violence is the answer as in the path of least harm and when violence is the answer it is the only answer at that time there's nothing else you can do exactly but if you already know that violence is coming because you are aware yes. and you do certain things, violence may not even show up. Exactly, because you can, you can change your whole reality just by making eye contact with the bad guy. Possibly. Possibly. At depending, the right yep, time. depending on what it is going on. Exactly. There's so many different things. There are. There. And by being by eating properly, by being physically active, by doing certain things, you can literally change a bad situation into no situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.